Amen. People get offended by the truth. You know why? Because pride is the main demon killing you. And when you tell the truth, it directly combats pride. The spirit of truth wars against the tree of knowledge. It's the spirit, the glory, versus information in the brain, which is actually darkness and witchcraft. Those are the two trees in the garden. Knowledge in the brain versus revelation in the spirit. Clearly, in the Bible, you can understand that as the two trees in the garden. Revelation speaks about it. Uh, it's written in Romans 8. The carnal mind wars against the spiritual mind. The carnal mind hates the spiritual mind because the carnal mind is the kingdom of Satan, the red dragon. So, people that are carnally minded are all hypocrites. There's no righteousness in the carnal mind, nor can there be. Righteousness is Christ in your spirit that crucifies the carnal mind. So we're coming into a place of coming out of the carnal mind, truly coming out of the bewitchment of Babylon the Great, to coming into the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the glory of God controlling your brain. Having a white stone with a new name on it. How many of y'all know the Bible calls your brains stones? Many, many times. Oh yeah. Living stones, Jesus Christ's soul, is called in Scripture the chief cornerstone. Because the soul of God is most important. Amen? The only thing I care about every day is the soul of God. I don't care about anything else. If the soul of God's not involved in it, I don't care how bad I look in front of people. I'm going after the soul of God to burn through my soul in a greater glory every day, no matter what. We've been doing that for 20 years. And that's what you want to do. You want to sacrifice whatever it takes to go after the Father of glory. And really, you only sacrifice uh, your dead stuff. You only sacrifice your demonic influence. You only sacrifice the lies. You're not really sacrificing anything. You're only sacrificing the stuff that's killing you anyway. But we're so deceived, we think a lot of that stuff's good because it's the knowledge of good pride in our souls that's the main enemy of the glory of Christ. So how do you deal with so much pride? I mean, everyone's got it. I'm, I deal with my pride every day. I mean, that's why I read the Bible so much, because I hate pride. I know pride is the red dragon trying to kill me through my own brain. And you learn these things through what you suffer in life, and you realize this is just reality. It's a, it's a really messed up situation here, but God has fixed it through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit and the blood and the Word. So it can get really sweet. It can get really good. doesn't need to be wilderness getting bit by snakes, dying in the wilderness because of snake bites and poison and wormwood and bitter and nasty. It doesn't need to be like that. It's only like that because we don't have revelation. My people perish for lack of revelation, not knowledge. The reason why they're perishing is because of knowledge. They're dying because of, revela because of a lack of revelation. My people perish for lack of revelation. Amen. They, they're full of the tree of knowledge, so they don't need more information. That's what's been killing them the whole time. The serpent's biting you in the wilderness is information. A serpent is a lie. Satan is a liar and the father of lies. What is he fathering? The demonic influence in your souls. He's the king of demons, Beelzebub. That's his name in the Bible. By the king and prince of demons, he drives out demons, the Pharisees said about Jesus Christ. The word there is Beelzebub, meaning the king of demons. So you understand a king and how a kingdom works, meaning 
That throne dictates what the evil spirits are influencing your souls with. And every soul has some influence. If not, you'll be moving by transportation and you won't need a car or a passport anymore. So we're all coming out of the curse of the fall. We're all overcoming the lust of the eyes, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life together. Together. There, really, there are people that are more advanced than others, but in the, in the spectrum of eternity, we're kind of all pretty much at the same spot compared to where we're going. We're, we've just, we're just touching the glory of God and the abilities of the glory of God. There might be people in a, in a dead perspective that are more advanced than others, but compared to the vastness of His glory, we're basically on the cusp of the promised land, and you have some Joshua's, Joshua's and some Caleb's that have been heavy drinking of the grapes of the promised land. You need to understand the drinking more than anything because Jesus Christ only called the new covenant a cup because you have to drink the Holy Spirit because it bypasses the brain. Because the brain is your problem, your spirit is your solution, and your spirit gets built up by drinking His presence, drinking His glory, drinking His love, drinking His grace, and then the bread is the Word. But it's interesting, He never said that this is the bread of the New Covenant, not one time. It's not in the New Testament. Why? Because the Spirit seals you so that you can eat bread. Meaning, if you're not in the Spirit, every time you read the Word, it's actually a dead letter that kills. And that's how why even ministers are full of religious demons. Not one time in the New Testament is the covenant, the New Covenant, called the bread of the New Covenant. But it's called the, the cup of the New Covenant every single time. Because only in the cup can you ever eat bread. If you're eating bread outside of the cup, you're a Pharisee 100% of the time. And that's what's wrong with the mixture in the church, is there's not the primary emphasis on the cup, there's actually a primary emphasis on the bread. But if the bread's not eaten inside the cup and the wine of the cup, then you're going to produce Pharisees. And so most people, they don't mean to be, but because of a lack of wine, are heavily influenced by religious spirits. You need to understand Mount Zion as you're climbing and ascending and going from glory to glory. Mount Zion can be understood in different stages of spiritual development because it is a mountain and you do climb Mount Zion and you do go from glory to glory by revelations of the word burning in your spirit and getting your soul purified from everything that's in the world, mainly pride and religion, mainly. That's the main, the main killer of the fallen angels is pride through religion. Okay, so when you have that foundation, you understand the evangelical church is very much kind of like the base of Mount Zion. These are born-again, the born-again Christians. The Billy Graham and Graham Lots people that are out there, they say there's 90 million of them in the evangelical church of the USA. 90 million. And the higher you go on the mountain, the narrow, narrower it gets. And the least amount of people. The, because... Mainstream is acceptable. I mean, it's like you're a Republican, you're a, you're a Christian, you're an evangelical. I mean, it's just, it's literally mainstream Christianity, and it's evangelical and it's born again and it's saved. It's like the Chick Fil Chick Fil A cult, you know. They got a scripture under their French fries. I mean, it's pretty. You know, it's getting pretty big when you got scripture under your French fries. Come on, somebody. And now you go from the evangelical and you go up into the Pentecostal. These are speaking in tongues Christians. Billy Graham never spoke in tongues, but he wasn't against it. So you get into the Pentecostal, and that's kind of where I started out in, in the Assemblies of God, and it was borderline charismatic, and uh, even greater and more freedom than the Pentecostal, higher on the mountain is the charismatic church. It's true. 
charismatic churches, mainstream charismatic magazines, charismania, what is it called? Charisma magazine. Yeah. God TV is charismatic. And God TV has a little bit of the next stage up the mountain, which is called the glory stream. And glory stream is like the advanced teaching of the charismatic church. And some people, and people stay at different stages of where they're comfortable. The issue is we need to get thirsty for more. Because where we need to grow and go to is only on the top of the mountain, the Garden of Eden, which is really represented accurately in the drunken glory movement. Drunken glory movement is even deeper and higher than the glory stream. It's true, because we've gone through tremendous persecution from the charismatic and the glory stream. Tremendous. You have no idea. I've been doing this 11 years. You have no idea. And so... The, the drunken glory is literally being inside the Garden of Eden. Your promised land is Eden. Where the drunkenness of the new wine, Joshua and Caleb carrying the big wine grapes from the promised land, it only grows in Eden. It's the Father's garden. It's where the vineyards are. It's where John 15 says you have to stay attached to. You have to stay attached to Eden. You have to stay attached to the realm of the drunken glory. And it's important that it's drunk because Song of Solomon 5.1 says you must be drunk with love. If you study that out in Hebrew, it's a commandment. It's like, do not kill in the Ten Commandments. It's that much authority. Be drunk with love. Because if you're not, you'll be intoxicated with worldliness. You'll be looking into worldly stuff. You'll be drunk on the idolatry. If you're not drunk on the Garden of Eden, there's no question about it. You're satisfied on idolatry because there's only two trees in the garden. You're either in love with the natural realm or you're in love with the glory realm. And the evangelicals, they need to get hungrier. The Pentecostals need to get hungrier. The charismatic needs to get hungrier. Glory stream needs to get hungrier. Drunk and glory people need to drink more. Amen. You want to pioneer some stuff? You want to open up realms that the earth has never seen before? You have to get hungrier. You have to learn how to drink and begin practicing the presence of God like a new wineskin. But how many of y'all know new wineskins can have holes? Many holes. Just because you're in the glory of God, you could feel the glory of God like 10,000 watts of electricity all the time and still have sin in your life. I've seen that many times. Some of the most powerful electric men and women of God have been in some of the worst kinds of sins. How does it work? Grace abounds. And I mean, it doesn't mean that they're pure in their life. It's crazy, you guys. And I'm not justifying sin. It's wickedness. I hate the realm of black magic. I hate perversion. I hate lust. We're perfectly in love with holiness. Holiness is my favorite thing in the whole world. But I'm telling you guys, just because you're feeling the presence on people's ministries doesn't mean that they're all right on the inside. The power of God is not always the stamp of God's approval for the purity in their life. It's usually just the Holy Spirit being able to use whoever's there. And everyone believes in that guy, so the Holy Ghost, grace abounds, the blood's been shed, so he can use basically someone full of secret sin to do signs, miracles, and wonders. And then they get exposed of being a pedophile, they get exposed of being a homosexual, they get exposed of being all this secret sin, and it's like, don't discredit the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can come on a donkey and speak through, you know, Balaam's donkey. It's the Holy Spirit. We just, we look at the men and women 
And we don't understand how God uses broken vessels oftentimes. And I'm not really even sure why I'm talking about this. Someone need to hear this today. It's going on in the body of Christ. The accuser of the brethren is trying to get us to beat up other people. And 1 Corinthians 5 says that you need to expel the wicked person from amongst you. You know, the one that was incestuous, that was having sex with his mom. Hand him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh when my spirit's with you. Paul's dealing with a lot of horrible stuff. So there isn't a time and season to absolutely destroy people, because Paul does it in the Bible. 1 Corinthians 16 says, Let anyone that does not love our Lord Jesus be accursed. Anathema means be completely destroyed. Be a curse. 1 Corinthians chapter 16. Let anyone that does not love the Lord Jesus come under God's curse. Anathema. What are you doing? Paul is dealing with so much of satanic, demonic influence of Beelzebub in his churches that he's attacking the devil off of human souls. So that when the devil's attacked, then the human spirit can rise up when the devil comes off their soul. And you have to do that constantly. Anyone that's been in any kind of legitimate ministry of the Holy Spirit for any time knows that you're constantly warring with demonic influence. Every verse in the Bible is to remove demonic influence. That's what the Bible is. It's the reprogramming to remove the lies of Satan out of your hearts and minds. To to actually put God's seed into the garden of your heart for the full manifestation of the kingdom of heaven through your spirit. The word of God grows in your spirit. In your spirit, it's not just in your belly. It also fills your whole inner man. I can see my spirit underneath the skin of the silhouette of my entire body all the time. And so I can sew the Word of God right under the skin of my cranium, on my skull, under, under, under my arm, because it needs to go into my spirit. The issue is getting spirit, your spirit, out of the seed form in your belly to sprout with the Word, with revelation, with heavy drinking, to fill and line the entire inside of your body so you see yourself more as a spirit than you do a meat sack because that's the curse of the fall. And your spirit grows, gets developed, gels, the prophetic word, 2 Peter 1.19, gels and makes firmer still your spirit to override your natural man. Your spirit man has to overcome your natural man. Otherwise, you'll age and die, and then we're not Joel's army, and we're not preloaded to overcome death. But this is a generation God has given enough revelation, the fullness of the revelation of the new covenant too, to program our spirit man to walk in the fullness of his power and glory. And it's really fun. And a lot of the stuff that you do to mature actually looks like immaturity. The gospel is foolishness to Greeks. Is your gospel foolish or is your gospel intelligent? Is your gospel out of the tree of knowledge? Many people have a satanic gospel. Yeah. Paul's dealing with satanic gospels. Galatians chapter 1. If anyone preaches the gospel other than the gospel I brought to you, let them be cursed. And he uses the word again in Galatians 1, anathema. If anyone brings you a gospel that's not about the glory of God, building up your spirit to take over your flesh, anathema. Because everything Satan does is to confuse you through the brain realm. And once you... Utterly consider your brain as garbage, like Jesus Christ did. You know Jesus matured in this stuff too. He had to grow. John chapter 6, he says, I count the flesh as nothing. Jesus Christ said in the red letters, he came to a place of spiritual development and growing in the glory that he said, I count my brain as nothing. The flesh, brain matter. Not talking about your hand. Not talking about your kneecap. No one's following their calf muscle into the lake of fire. It's the demonic influence in the brain. 
Hello? It's all about crucifying the brain. Anyone that says otherwise is a lying demon. Anyone who has not brought their brain to the glory of God to burn it is under satanic influence and all their Christianity is a lie. They have not yet been crucified with Christ. Where? It's called the place of the skull. If you're not crucified with the glory at the place of the skull, everything in your skull is Satan, even if you have knowledge of the drunken glory, because you can feel an external anointing when you're around the sons of God, but it's not even inside your spirit. You don't know him, but it's just an external anointing, and you're still completely full of Satan. We've seen that thousands of times. So it's incredibly deceptive. You need to be able to discern spirits because people can use an external anointing that they've stolen from wise virgins. Foolish virgins stole all their oil from wise virgins. And there came a point where they were sealed in a greater glory dimension where they could no longer steal for them and they had to get their own oil. They had to sacrifice their own spirit and develop intimacy with the Father on the inside and know the light being within them. See their spirit. Sacrifice all the demonic influence off their spirit. Because if you have demons sucking you dry out of your spirit, you'll go from anointed minister to anointed minister to get oil on your brain because you are too much of a coward to repent of your secret sins. Amen. That's why people don't develop oil is because they're sinners. And they know the Bible's true. They know the anointing's true. But they're not willing to sacrifice anything they're just like Judas Iscariot. They're everywhere. Can, can people repent? Of course they can repent. This is a message of repentance. And if you don't understand any of it, God wants you to receive oil upon your souls from people more mature than you. But there comes a place where He expects a crop and a harvest. Jesus Christ, when He came to a tree that wasn't bearing fruit, He cursed it and He commanded it to be thrown into hell. And it's true. There is a point where if there's no fruit on your tree, he gave it three years. Judas Iscariot was a tree. The apostle Peter was a tree. The apostle John was a tree. Oh, good fruit on John's tree. Good fruit on Peter's tree. Bad fruit on Judas's tree. He went to hell. He gave him three years. So there is a, a point where a person has given enough time where you're just, you kill yourself. Because you fought against the glory of God so hard and you have, you've resisted, quenched, and grieved the Spirit of God and you just say no to God so much that Satan just takes you away. That's what anathema is. Hand him over to Satan for the destruction of his flesh. It is written. And we don't want to see people go that way, but you'd be shocked. You know how stubborn the human nature is. The stubbornness is considered the goat nature of Satan, the nature of pride that all of us, all of us have to overcome. It's just... I get so desperate drinking the new wine. I, I realize that pride and the stubbornness is the, the main influence into the brain that kills humanity, that kills the nations, that keeps the nations under fallen angel control. So if you can kill your pride, kill your ego, kill yourself with the glory of God, the self-nature, you know, you're not hanging on the tree of knowledge like Judas Iscariot. You're hanging on the cross with, with the Lord Jesus called the tree of life. There were two trees there. Judas hung on the tree of knowledge. Jesus hung on the tree of life. Jesus is the tree of life. But there's two people hanging there to death. Who are you hanging with today? Religious people will hang with Judas Iscariot on a false cross. That's why there's no fruit in their life. It's still all about me. 
It's still all about me. It's about what I need. Me, 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 me. And they steal. The foolish virgins hang on the tree with Judas Iscariot. Even though they're stealing oil, Judas stole oil from Jesus the whole time and performed the same exact miracles, signs, and wonders according to the Bible. Amen. And Jesus said he was a devil. So the devil could steal through a human body, through a religious soul, and steal the anointing and use the stolen anointing from a man that was fully sacrificed on the inside to God the Father and use that oil to perform mighty miracles, signs, and wonders and even drive out demons. That's why the Pharisees said, by Beelzebub he drives out demons. Because Jesus was Beelzebub driving out demons. <laughs> by the stealing of the anointing oil. Truth anyhow. So this is a wake-up call for maturity. And to really evaluate... Which tree you're hanging out with in the garden? It really is the tree of Judas Iscariot. Because that's the son of perdition, the son of destruction, which is being religious, being selfish, <laughs> being prideful, self-righteous. That religious tree is the, really the only deception you have to overcome in life. Because everyone knows that rebellion's bad. You don't need to tell people that. I mean, you talk to a hell's angels, they're proud to be rebellious. They, they know it, they boast in it. The issue is, the prideful religious people think they're good. That's the only thing that gives the fallen angels permission over the nations. It's not rebellion. It's religion. And the reason why the church hasn't taken dominion with the glory of God is because most of us are still insanely prideful. And we think we're not. Well, listen, the only way you're not is if you got seven horns of fire burning through your skull. And if you don't, there's no question about it. You're dealing continuously with your own pride, my own pride. And listen, it's fun overcoming pride because you're removing the demonic influence off your soul. And every time the demonic influence comes off your soul, you have a burst of joy. Lord, restore the joy of my salvation. What was the joy of salvation? Realizing that you were completely desperate of him and you could do nothing to save yourself. That was a moment where you had no pride. Wow. The joy of the Lord in practicing the joy and the oil of joy is living pride-free in complete total dependency from your inner man flooding your soul with his joy, with his anointing oil. Being dependent on the glory of God is righteousness. Being a glory fanatic is normal anointianity. Amen. That's how you get into the Garden of Eden. By total desperation on his power that raises the dead. Not a theology that raises the dead, but a substance of Shekinah that raises the dead. Proverbs 15, 31 through 33 in the Passion Translation. How do I get this Shekinah glory? How do I rise from the dead? How do I overcome the red dragon in my brain, the serpent nature? And listen, it's not a physical snake. It's a spiritual snake. During that powerful prophetic praise time before preaching, I saw serpent snakes dissolving in people's brains. That's the darkness in the brain, the shadows in the brain. When the glory of God comes upon your brain, that serpent leaves you. That spiritual demonic influence leaves your soul. And some of you got tremendous breakthrough today. I was seeing those spiritual serpents dissolve out of people's brains. Shadows fleeing out of the soul and light and Shekinah glory filling the soul. So there's tremendous breakthrough for people at the sound of my voice. But you need more Shekinah. You keep going. If you don't grow in the Shekinah, 
Listen, those phantoms come back and you're seven times worse. Amen? So we need to burn brighter, shining ever brighter. Otherwise, we get into even worse demons than we had before. Proverbs 15.31 Accepting constructive criticism opens your heart to the path of life, making you right at home among the wise. Refusing constructive criticism shows you have no interest in improving your life. For revelation insight only comes as you accept correction and the wisdom that it brings. This is it. Check out this verse. Proverbs 15.33 The source of revelation knowledge is found as you fall down and surrender before the Lord. Don't expect to see Shekinah glory until the Lord sees your sincere humility. Humility. Sincere humility. I am willing to sacrifice me for you. I don't want to live anymore. I don't love my life anymore. You cannot serve Jesus, the man of Shekinah glory. Jesus is the being of Shekinah glory. People say they love Jesus. The Shekinah comes around, they manifest snakes and murder you. They don't love Jesus. They actually love Judas Iscariot's Jesus, which is Satan. They love Satan. The real Jesus is a being of Shekinah light, the king of glory. If you actually love Jesus, you'll be going after the glory because the glory is the only place Jesus is. If you're not growing in the glory, well, you really don't love Jesus. If you're increasing in the glory, that's the evidence of going from glory to glory that you're intimately, madly in love with Jesus. And what does it cost you? Only your pride. Only your pride. Only the curse of the fall. Only the fall of man living separated from God by consciousness of self. Can't get out of my brain. How do you get out of your brain? Sincere humility. I need you, Lord. Holy Spirit. Without you, I am completely dead in sin. The Holy Spirit is the enforcer of the new covenant. He's the enforcer. He's the hitman of the Trinity. And he will hit the things that are stealing your salvation, your light, your prosperity, your healing. He will hit them. He will annihilate them. By the Spirit of God, we drive out demons so that you know the dominion of the glory has come upon you. Amen. You need to start saying the kingdom as the dominion of the glory because kingdom is so generic in the charismatic church and almost none of them walk in the dominion of the glory. They have clueless. The kingdom is the dominion of the king of glory. The Shekinah so strong that the serpent nature of the brain can't move. That the snake can't talk. That the snake can't wiggle, the snake gets skewered on a pole. Amen. Glory to God. There is a serpent on a pole lifted up in the wilderness. Amen. We're going to lift up the serpent on the pole in the wilderness. The wilderness is the pride, the serpent nature, and as it's hung up on a pole of Christ crucified to death for your brain to, to conduct the glory of God, then you enter the promised land. That's how the cross works. The cross works by slaying the serpent's pride in the brain, the religious nature through the brain. 
You'll find all the phantoms are right here influencing the mind. Conscious. The conscious. Through the ears, through the eyes, through your five physical senses, through your sense and your reason, your consciousness. Amen. And if they get through your consciousness, they'll actually live in your belly. They'll live inside your spirit. Wow. But it's an outside in. Now from the inside out, the resurrection from the dead takes place. The new covenant is so perfect that you don't need it on the outside. You, you got it on the inside. And it will grow on the inside. And like a volcano, it'll erupt and cleanse your five physical senses from the inside out. It cleanses your conscience from the inside out. I'm not looking for fire on the outside to come through my brain, to come down and un unplug my spirit. I know God the Father and the Lamb are inside my spirit because I read the Bible. Luke 17, 21, the kingdom, the dominion of the glory is in you. And Christ is where? The greater one is where? In you. 1 John 4, 4, greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Colossians 1, 27, Christ is in you, in the Amplified Classic, which goes into the accurate Greek, says, the hope of you, soul, realizing the glory, belly. So you can birth the river of John 7.38 and just wash out all the curse of the fall through your entire heart and personality. And he'll give you a white stone with a new name on it. People say a lot of different things about that, but it is your brain on fire with the Shekinah glory. When your brain's on fire with the Shekinah glory, it is a white stone. Adam and Eve were white stones. Adam and Eve walked in those nine overcomer gifts. You're actually just being restored back to where Adam and Eve were before the fall, back to the Garden of Eden, back to perfection in the Father. And your Father has all nine of those gifts working in His life. Every single thing you get by overcoming your brain, the Father has Himself you are being restored to the same exact likeness of God the Father in all of His power. His throne, His crown, His scepter, His morning star, His manna, His ability to feed with wisdom and revelation and intimate knowledge. The cup of salvation is the kingdom realm. It's the glory of the Holy Spirit increasing on the inside of you. The leaders of this never-ending revival are people that never stopped drinking, that never put down the cup, that were never satisfied for status quo, that never came into complacency, always going deeper. I don't care what signs and wonders, miracles, and I look, I check it on every group that's operating in the anointing. I do all over the planet. And if they got stuff going on that's more anointed than me, I'm just, I'm right there with them. Impartation, impartation. Checking up on every nation, tribe, and tongue all around the planet. Thank God for the internet so we can do that. So we can be the strongest warriors that have ever walked the earth in the fullness of our Father's glory. That's what we need. That's the sons of God. The strongest glory warriors that have ever walked the earth. Amen. That's what this timeline is. That's what the maturity of the times are. It's the maturity of the seed of God. It's been 2,000 years since the seed of God was planted in humanity. And it's been working. It's been growing. Even if the mind doesn't realize it, it's been spreading. It's been growing. And it grows in you. 
and all the stuff that you've gone through in your past, you'll, you'll be surprised when you get that accuser off your head. It all works for good. It all works for maturity. It all develops character. Every wound, every scar, when the anointing touches it, turns to gold, and you're stronger having gone through it. So don't throw yourself into problems, but just come out of them and let the gold of His glory completely heal your heart and soul and your bodies in the name of Jesus Christ. Let the anointing oil heal every area of your spirit, of your soul, of your mind, and your flesh by the glory of God. Amen. And the more you're healthy, the more you can spread the words that built you up to that healthy place to others. You spread the seeds of the kingdom. You spread the knowledge of the glory. It's time to populate the top of Mount Zion. It's time to populate the Garden of Eden. It's one thing to have fire insurance. We got 90 million people in America with fire insurance, but none of them have any knowledge of the glory whatsoever and are completely blind and are mostly worldly. We need to develop. And listen, you pressing in to the glory of God will unfold the seed of salvation in their bellies. It will, it will grow them up sovereignly. That's the wildest thing about going into the glory. It has immediate impact on everyone around them that's not even interested in the things of God. True angelic leadership. Everyone in the glory has true, high place, angelic, sovereign, supernatural leadership through brain matter. It's influencing the thought life of everyone around them. And the higher and deeper and wider you go into the glory of God, the greater your influence. The Bible speaks of overcomers ruling and reigning from the angelic sphere over the earth. You have to get your soul over the earth. Now your body's still on earth, and it's fun because you're being raised from the dead. But when your soul's on earth, you're being ruled over by fallen angels. If your soul is still on the earth, there's no question about it, you're ruled by devils. That's what it means to be cursed, submitted to the curse. When your soul rises from the dead by the glory of the Father, then you go up into the heavens and you take your seat of authority over the earth. That's why Revelation says, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan has been thrown down. How did he get thrown down? Someone got their birthright back from the fallen angel over their head and stopped submitting to the religious spirit in false humility. They started operating in power. They went after the Father in His glory and got real. They started getting into those overcomers' gifts. They started desiring the morning star. And the morning star desires you, so the morning star will rise in your heart. 2 Peter 1.19, Revelation 22, Jesus Christ, the light of the Father. Christ in you is the light, the Shekinah fire of the Father. That Shekinah has no cap to how bright it is. And oftentimes we're so deceived by flies in our eyes that we don't even know how bright we're burning. And that's good. There's a cloak of humility. Oftentimes the most anointed people in the world don't even understand how bright they are. That's good. Don't even tell them. Do you realize that people can feel your spirit 1,500 miles away. Oh, wow. Really? Hallelujah. Glory. And it's true. And it's the divine ability because your spirit has all God the Father's ability in it because you've been born 
of God. If you're a son and daughter, but it's a spirit. See, it's not brain, and it's not flesh, and it's not blood. It's spirit. It's spirit, and it's Bible. With the Bible and the spirit in your spirit, God's abilities wake up, and your flesh gets burnt crispy with the glory of God. And the flesh stops resisting the glory of God. And the flesh submits to the glory of God. Do you know that you can come to a place of maturity where your flesh is in love? Eat my heart and flesh cry out for the living God, King David said in Psalms. That you're so well discipled that your flesh is pleasured on the river of glory. You'll never desire pornography. you never desire alcohol. you never desire lust. You won't desire death. You don't like the feeling of it. It feels gross. All the lies of Satan are a lie. Amen. <laughs> you desire the glory because you're wise and you're going after wisdom. You desire the life of the Father, the quality of the Garden of Eden. And you're winning by growing in revelation. You're winning by growing in glory. You're winning by growing in the Garden of Eden unfolding within your spirit. How does the Garden of Eden unfold in your spirit? Because you're born of God. That's God's heart unfolding within your heart. You were created out of the heart of God as a spirit. And then we're all dead because of sin, so we're born again of the spirit and the water, and we can grow up in the spirit and the water, the living water, to the place where our mind is fully persuaded that my spirit man is more real than my natural man. And I can live a supernatural life 100% as a glory creature. Amen. That's sonship. Where you are 100% persuaded in your brain that I am a being of Shekinah glory exactly like Jesus Christ, the King of glory. The firstborn amongst many kings and queens of glory, which are the 144,000. The overcomers of their own pride. That's all an overcomer is. An overcomer overcame the lie that you're something in the brain. You're not something in your brain. You're something in your spirit. Your spirit transfigures your brain. Hallelujah. And the hotter we burn, the more we'll burn up the lie of everyone thinking there's something in their brain. Because when the fire of God comes around and hits their brains, it's wood, hay, and stubble. There's only, there, there is a burning point to sin. Sin has a point of combustion. <laughs> if you burn hot enough, every sickness and disease burns off of a human body. It's the issue of us burning. Yes, it will burn off of Penny. Yes, it will burn off of every sick person in whole cities. There won't be hospitals anymore in the, com- in the coming times. And it's all because we learned how to burn with the Father's glory. Shekinah is the fire of God. The glory, the Shekinah glory is the fire of God. That's what the fire of God is. It's the Shekinah glory, the brightness of His burning presence getting so strong that all the wood, hay, and stubble, all the little secret sin, all the little lust and perversion in us, all the little pride and stuff you deal with, all the little gotta be right in my brain and thinking I'm better than someone, someone else and it's just hip, all that hypocrisy, all the flesh being burnt crispy by the fire of God and only seeing the Father's love burning within your own spirit so that there's nothing good about you so that you love unconditionally. You love unconditionally because it has 0% to do with you. You love to the measure that you're dead to self and alive to Christ. Because love cannot originate in man. 
Prophecy has no origin in man. It comes from God. All prophecy is God-breathed. That means nothing good can ever, nothing alive can come from man. It comes from God through your spirit, learning how to birth prophecy. Prophecy fulfilled is a person who knows how to birth the spirit of glory. Amen. And there are birth pains because you're burning up all the sinful nature. You're burning up all your tendency to live according to the natural realm. There are birth pains in the Bible written about. That's how you get your bandwidth burnt up with the river of fire, the river of Shekinah glory, burning out of your bellies, and it, and it cuts a path, a bandwidth of fire through your heart and out your brain. And it, there are pains at first because you're cutting away with the sword of the Spirit, the Word of God, everything that stops your flow, all the blockages, every single lie gets cut out. It's called the circumcision of the heart for the full release of the fire of God the Father to heal your souls. Your soul is only healed in the fullness of the fire of God. Your soul is only healed when you're walking in exactly what God the Father walks in. And you're not whole and you're not healthy until you're walking in it. Until you're walking in the Revelation 2 and 3 exact gifts that make God God that you're walking in as a son and daughter of God, that you still have stuff that needs to get cut out. Amen! And it's a wonderful process. You'll fall in love with the sword of the Spirit. That's actually what seals your salvation, the sword of the Lord, the flashing sword of the Garden of Eden, and the cherubim of the glory that fill you with glory, that work on you, the angels of salvation that work with you to glorify you. You're justified, now you're glorified. Amen. You're getting sealed in the glory dimension by the working of the flashing sword and the cherubim. And that's what this, this is all about. Getting some overcomers so deep and sealed in that perfect hundredfold glory realm because Jesus Christ lived in that realm. He was 100% in the Garden of Eden, the third heaven, while He walked on earth. And He draw all of his power out of his Father to manifest the greatest signs and wonders of all time. Jesus, still to this day, has the greatest signs and wonders of any person that's ever lived. There's never been a Christian saint that's even come close. But we're not just going to come close. I tell you the truth, we're going to surpass his works, John 14, 12. But it's only in this dimension that you can do that. You have to have the nine overcomers gifts to do that. Because Jesus had them. He can only give you what he himself has. And he's given you everything. Not just fire insurance with the blood, but the fullness of his glory and his kingly gifts and his royal power. His iron scepter is a gift for every overcomer. And the only thing you and I need to overcome is our pride. Because when the pride goes, the pleasure flows. When the pride goes, the power flows. Pride is the number one enemy every Christian has to overcome in their brain the crucifixion of their skull to be a white stone with a new name on it. What's the new name? Jesus Christ is your new name. Hello? Jesus Christ is your new name. It even tells you right after that. And they'll have the name of Jesus Christ written on their forehead. It's not complicated, but it's sacrificial. And it is mystical for a reason so that those who go into the glory will have the revelation that is a working power of God that will activate it in the listeners of the prophetic word. Anyone that goes deep into the glory will have the prophetic revelatory word to impart into others so they can get spiritually strengthened. And you know it's true when your spirit gets strengthened. That's what it means to test the spirit. 
and test the fruit. Because only revelation out of God the Father Himself, the Shekinah fire, can produce the fruits of the Spirit, can produce an increase of the burning Shekinah glory through your spirit man, can burn out and transform the brain and drive out all the phantoms of darkness that are stealing your birthright from religion over your head. The glory of God increasing in your heart is currently raising you from the dead. And there'll be a lot of stuff coming out. You just keep going. You don't even need to look at the other stuff. Look at the glory. Go after the glory. That's what it means to keep your eyes fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of your faith. means to keep them fixed on the glory of God and drinking the glory, eating the glory, the word of his glory, the wine of his glory, so that you're completely and totally glorified. Scripture says in Romans 8, that is the end result of Christianity, not justification, glorification. If you're in a justification mode, that's outer court Christianity. That doesn't change the world. That I mean, Satan could rule over those people forever. It's going beyond justified into glorified. That's what takes the universe back from Satan and his angels. That's how we get our birthright in the angelic sphere and become glorious thrones of power and authority, dominion of glory over all flesh on earth. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Amen. Partner with Red Letter Ministries. Donate at redletterman.com and be blessed. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Amen.